Happy Monday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. We have a somewhat of a military special going on today. Uh, we've got Colonel Alan West Good here in here. the house. Thank Absolutely. you so much. You've been here multiple occasions, yeah. never on the show. You never wanted me on. No, we checked all the time. You're a busy man. So we're excited okay. to have you. Thank you. Uh, and then we've got Mr. Jesse Kelly. Radio host Jesse Kelly, mm -hmm. man of uh, many talents. Many, many talents, but I think I should clarify there's only one person here that was in the military. We were in the Marines. He was in <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought that we were going to be okay. <laughs> but you know, I did spend three years assigned at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, uh, as uh, working with the Marines because I had to teach them math. <laughs> You must have been a frustrated man. Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, and then we've got uh, Glenn Beck radio program researcher, uh, Mr. Jason Buttrell. So thanks, everyone, for being on. Uh, Jason, what's your top story today? I am extremely worried about the Second Amendment, mm -hmm. um, not only because of what we're seeing from the left mm -hmm. in some of these debates, but also from the one organization that its sole purpose is to protect it, and it's not going well right now. So I'm very worried. All right, Jesse. Uh, Justin Amash left the door open to run for the presidency in 2020. Uh, nobody's asking him to. Nobody <laughs> wants him to. He can't win in his own district, his own state. He's completely on the outs. Even the Democratic Party doesn't want him. Yet he's threatening a run for the presidency, and it just shows what an industry unto itself running for the presidency has become. Mm, all right. And uh, Colonel? I'm talking about Iran because I think it's really interesting. Everyone is acting surprised that Iran is uh, increasing the enrichment of the, the nuclear materials. I mean, what do you think the number one state sponsor of Islamic terrorism is going to do? Mm -hmm. yeah. Obviously, a lot to get into today. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. So if you are in the market for a home loan, maybe a refi, whatever the case may be, you got to go to American Financing. Um, Glenn tells a story that, you know, they came to him before the, the crash in 2008. And they said, you know, we really want to do business with you. And he's like, okay, I don't do business with any of you financial companies. I think you're all sleazy and there's going to be a crash and you guys are all going to lose everything. And they tried to convince him we do business the right way. And he said, okay, come back to me after the crash. Well, they did. And they said, we're good. We told you we do business the right way. And they really do. Uh, they have salary-based professionals. They don't have commission-based, which means you're not going to, you know, get someone who is just looking for the kickback from the financial institution, put you in something that is really not quite right for you. So you can go to AmericanFinancing.net or you can call 800-906-2440 if you are looking for a professional who is going to put you in the right uh, financial situation. That is AmericanFinancing.net. All right. Uh, I want to talk about Iran first because I do think that that is, that is something that's really important that's going on. And I agree with you. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are we, or were we supposed to be surprised that they weren't abiding by these rules that we told them they needed to abide by? Since when do we trust them? Well, that's the whole point. I mean, you go all the way back to the Beirut barracks bombing in 1983, even before that, 1979, with the hostages that they took. Uh, Iran has consistently been an adversary for the United States of America. When you look at uh, the operations that we were doing in Iraq, the explosive force penetrators, that uh, very lethal improvised explosive device was developed in Iran and sent over for the uh, terrorists to use there, 18 to 20 percent 
of the death and the maiming of our uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines were because of that. So I Iran never signed on to this thing. And as a matter of fact, this was just a unilateral executive order that President Obama mm -hmm. did. It was never ratified as a treaty. It was defeated by filibuster because of the Senate Democrats. Iran is conducting the largest form of international blackmail and extortion. Basically, if you send us money, if you, you know, acquiesce and can, you know, give us these concessions, then we'll try to be nice people, but not totally. I think we should also remember they put uh, two of our riverine assault boat crews on, at, on their knees mm -hmm. at gunpoint. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why are we acting surprised that they're going to go enrich, enrich this uranium? They're starving for money right now. Mm -hmm. Because that gravy train that Barack Obama gave him is running out. I've read reports that Hezbollah, is, you know, on the street corners, like the, you know, the guys we see, you know, wow. holding up signs, you know, give us money so we can go kill people. Yeah. They're begging for money. And, and that's exactly what we should be doing. And, and it just unnerves me when you see our market reacting because of fears of what may happen. Look, these guys are bad actors. And uh, what they did with that drone, that was an intentional thing. And uh, we're going to have to g deal with them and confront them sooner or later, like Reagan did in 1988. Yeah. I, uh, I remember looking at the, uh, we were talking about thing on this show, their, just their economic outlook going forward. And their, their real is, is, is just, it's yeah. destroyed. Yeah. It's, yeah. Trash. It's, it's, it's trash. Um, their inflation skyrocketing mm -hmm. right now. We, we have them exactly where we had them before Obama signed the JCPOA. Yeah, lifted yes. the sanctions. Right. We had them there. They were on the cusp. And then they th the Obama administration threw it all away. Um, I, I said when they downed our drone, I was glad we did not respond to uh, uh, militarily at that point. I don't know how you, if you agree with that or not, Colonel. But with the drone strike? With the drone strike. Yeah, I, I think that, again, you did the right thing by increasing the uh, you know economic pressures. But... Uh, you got to keep all those options on the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. But I mean, right now, don't get goaded into, you know, yeah. you know, a war of words or, or getting too aggressive. Because exactly like I said, we have them where we want them. Mm -hmm. Keep that pressure on. Mm -hmm. Keep it going. The Iranian people are smart. They've been smart for thousands of years. They're going to do this on their own. I want to repeat something the colonel said. Uh, one, because I don't have any of my own ideas. And two, because... <laughs> I really want people to get this. But that's point. typical of the Marines. That's <laughs> the Army. They always have done this. But on, in, in all seriousness, to what he said, it was Iran killing our guys in Iraq. Yeah. People remember that. Uh, everybody getting blown up all the time, IEDs, secondary IEDs. That's an Iranian-trained thing, if not Iranian-funded, if not actually done by Iran in Iraq. Mm -hmm. So all those pictures you see about our young guys still wandering through the VA without arms and legs and messed up and burned, Iran did that. Yeah. That wasn't just Iraq. It wasn't ISIS. So Iran did that, and they did a lot of it. So I want people to remember who we're dealing with here. These people have actively been killing American troops for a decade. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, the thing that I'm most worried about is the Israel factor on this, because I, I think it would be perfectly fine if uh, if the uh, Ayatollah was sane or the people that he has in his government, Rouhani is not sane. I don't care what the Obama administration tried to tell us about him. He's not a moderate. He wouldn't be there unless he was he was placed there by the Iranian, you know, mullahs. He would not be there. Well, I think people also need to remember the sect of Islam that runs Iran that Ayatollah is in. They believe, without a doubt, yeah. that they're supposed to bring about the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not Mahdi. supposed to sit back and mm -hmm. watch that's it the, happen. That's the return of they the believe Mahdi. it's yeah. their job to bring it about. So when they say they want a nuclear weapon, exactly they don't right. just want it. So 
so it can be a paperweight somewhere. Exactly they believe right. it's their job to bring about the yeah. end of the world. And and, the, and and Netanyahu knows this better than anybody. The, the, the Israel knows this. The Jews know this more than anyone. So if they continue to en, 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 enrich uranium, if they continue to ramp that up, how long we wait could, I mean, we can wait a while, Israel cannot. Israel won't, because history tells us, you know, they conducted a strike in Iraq, they conducted a strike in Syria, so no one's going to sit around and tell the Israelis, sit around and wait for your own death and destruction. They're going to take an action. Yeah. How do you see this affecting uh, the 2020 election? Well, you already have seen it when the uh, the Democratic debates, when they're saying, well, Iran is acting this way because President Trump removed himself from the nuclear agreement, the JCPOA. So in other words, they're happy to send, you know, billions of dollars, pallets of, you know, laundered cash to Iran to, to, to placate them. Mm -hmm. And that is why we cannot have that type of foreign policy come back, the same strategic patience of Barack Obama. Yeah. Jesse, you want to weigh in on that? I have something really ugly to say about it, to be honest with you. I, I think we have to be honest about where we are with not the Democrat Party as a whole, but with a big part of the Democrat Party. This is not the JFK Democrat Party. It's not even Bill Clinton's Democrat Party. We have a big anti, not un-American, anti-American sect of the Democrat Party now. New poll just came out showing only 22% of Democrats are extremely proud to be an American. Mm -hmm. That becomes a problem when you're dealing with a bad actor internationally mm -hmm. because they don't necessarily look at Iran as an enemy. They may think, yeah, screw them. America does suck. I don't mind Iran. And th that's an ugly thing to say, and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but let's acknowledge reality about where we are here. But that's not ugly. That was the Obama position. It was. Yes. Right. It was. Yeah. Uh, speaking of 2020, Jesse, Justin Amash. He's, yes. le he's, left, he's left the GOP. He's done with the GOP. First, it was what the Freedom Caucus. Uh, then it was, I think Trump should be impeached because I, from what I'm reading from this Mueller report, nobody else is with me on this except the crazy Democrats. But I think he should be impeached now. He's not ruling out uh, running for 2020. I, wa I want to get into your thoughts, but let's, let's listen first to what Justin Amash had to say. What about the possibility of your running for president uh, as a libertarian or some under, uh, some, under some other uh, ticket? Um, I asked you about that uh, four or five months ago, and you didn't rule it out. Is it possible you would run for president? I still wouldn't rule anything like that out. Um, I believe that I have to use my skills, my uh, public influence, where it uh, serves the country best. Forward. And I believe I have to defend the Constitution which, in whichever way works best. And if that means doing something else, then I do that. But uh, I feel uh, confident about running in my district. I feel a close tie to my community. I feel I care a lot about my community. I want to represent them in Congress. When do you think you'll make a decision about a possible presidential run? Well, it's, it's something people talk about all the time. Uh, it's not something that's right on my radar right now. So I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay, first of all. Nobody's talking about that but Justin Amash and his mirror in the morning. That's for one. Two, libertarian, uh, for whatever your bend, there's nothing less libertarian than embracing a crooked investigation by a FISA court that was either corrupt or fooled and a foreign government's involvement with the Democrat Party to try to take down a Republican. There's nothing less libertarian than that. Also, Justin Amash couldn't pull 20% at a family reunion. He's definitely not going to be in the running for president of anything, but he is crazy like a fox because he's about to get bounced out of Congress. He's taken his radical stance. He's not going to win his district. He's not going to win his primary. He's not even going to come close. Running for president has become genius. It's become a really smart thing to do. Look at that idiot Swalwell in California. Nobody's ever heard of that guy before, and everyone's laughing because he's about to jump out of the race. 
Why are they laughing? The guy's probably got one or two million bucks in his bank account. A lot more Americans know him now than ever knew him before, which gives him some level of influence in the public square. He didn't lose anything. He flew around the country to a couple debates, a couple rubber chicken dinners, kissed a couple babies. You end up with a fat bank account, and you're much better known. Running for president is a good gig now. That's why 20 people get into every race. Yeah. Jason and I uh, were discussing earlier this morning, we filled in for uh, Steve Dace on uh, here on Blaze TV. And we were talking about this and we were a little bit torn, I will say, because Jason came out uh, and said that he thought that it was awesome that Justin Amash left the GOP. I said, I don't think so. I don't think that the that the Republicans or that conservatives in general need that kind of uh, splitting right now. I feel like that's what's happening in the Democrat Party, uh, that they've got this well, old breed awesome. and new breed. And it just doesn't matter. Justin Amash does not matter. He's not influential with anybody outside of the GOP Politico bubble. Mm-hmm. Nobody, not a single swing swing voter in the United States of America knows who Justin Amash is. That, can, that's just a fact. Can I just remind you that this, the title of this show is actually the news and why it matters? And you're <laughs> telling me that matter. you brought me a story that doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, but that's because I didn't read through all the details before you asked. <laughs> but you know, Just, Justin and I came in together back in 2010, and I just sort of believe that he has been drinking, as we say down south, too much of his own tub water. Yeah. And uh, maybe when he's trying to cross the street, he got hit by the stupid truck. Uh, you know, because once again, I don't know any legislative accomplishment. I, I know that he is very capable of chasing the headlines and getting himself mm-hmm. out there and, you know, making this, this, you know, I don't know, delusional announcement. But his future is, is, there is no future for him from a political aspect. No one can sit there and look and say, yep, that's the kind of guy that I want to have as the president of the United States of America. I, I, I just don't think that, you know. It's a publicity stunt, yeah. like Swalwell. Come on, Jason. You I, got I was trying to convince him that it was a publicity <laughs> stunt before, and he was not thoroughly convinced. Well, I think I agree with everything everyone just said. I, I think it is a publicity stunt, but I love the publicity stunt. <laughs> I, uh, I love the fact that I, I read his op-ed, and I disagree with um, the impeachment thing. I thought that was yeah. dumb. I don't like, just your, to your point, that uh, we need to stay together, especially with the horrors that we have coming in the next election. You're saying but, you do think we need to stay together. But, uh, Yes, okay. exactly. Um, but I love the principles that he outlined in the in the op-ed. Let me explain. I don't. I hate the two-party system. I hate mm-hmm. the fact that we're a two-party system. It wasn't meant for that. Um, George Washington wrote specifically that. It, I, yep. um, I, I want there to be. I want there to be a little more variety. I hate the fact that differences now t- tear us apart rather than bring us together. That's not how it was back in the day. You talk about the Kennedy days, um, when you know you could vote for Democrat or Republican. You know you could go either way. We can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think we need whether it's the Libertarian Party probably won't be some other party, but I would love it if a very strong conservative, you know, fiscally conservative, small government, um, call them radicals, you know, way off on the, you know, on the radical, like, you know, Milton Friedman, Thomas Sowell type, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we, I, I wish we could just have Milton Friedman, Thomas Sowell run that party. That'd be great. If Milton Friedman, we could bring Milton Friedman back. That'd be awesome. But the, the problem but, is, and it's not a problem, but the problem is that... President Trump, and I did not expect this, but the truth of the matter is he's governed so much to the right, there's no room to get right of Trump. I mean, there, if there is, there's very little room. What There would be a right, a far-right challenger like you just described if President Trump had governed 
much more down the middle. But the truth of the matter, and I was expecting him to govern down the middle, if not center left, he's been right and extremely right on the issue that conservatives care about. So there's no lane. There's no lane for anybody. What about spending, though? What about spending? Spending is a big one. They've not curbed spending. Oh, absolutely not. They've done done absolutely worse. And I think that that's one of the the anchors about the GOP right Mm -hmm. now. And that's why a lot of people don't have faith in him. But I want to come back to something you said is that, you know, you talk about Milton Freedom, you talk about Thomas Sowell. The American electorate is not a critical, deep thinking electorate. Which is awful. Mm-hmm. Well, it is awful. I hate that. But, but they like the sensationalism. They like the, the entertainment aspect. And unfortunately, that has delved over into presidential politics. Mm-hmm. It is about the, the flash and everything. We're not having deep you know, conversations about issues and things of this nature. And, and I think that puts us in a bad position. Well, if I could just say real quick, though, Last sorry, word. if I can just say real quick, we never were and nobody ever was, though. We like to imagine these lofty former times. George Washington got elected in part the first time, yes, because of his reputation, but because he was buying everybody's shots of whiskey in bars up and down the <laughs> eastern seaboard. We have John Adams, and Thomas, Jefferson <laughs> accusing, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson accusing each other of pedophilia. And it's always been nasty and factioned and shallow, and that's politics. It was shallow in ancient Rome and ain't different today. Yeah, thank you for that uh, daily dose of pessimism, Jesse. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's something that will depress you if you watch those old uh, Milton Friedman talks. Before we uh, jump back into the conversation, want to thank our sponsor, Cruise Through History. Um, also, I have not gotten my invitation in the mail still. Jason, have you? Still waiting. Okay, so there is a really awesome cruise taking place. It's in March of next year. You got to book it now. Put it on your calendars. Uh, it's all through the Eastern Mediterranean. You're going to visit Croatia, um, Italy, uh, uh, Greece. What am I missing? Jerusalem? Croatia, you say? Croatia? Yes. Yeah. There's all of the amazing. amazing places. Think about all of the history um, that is, is embedded in all of those places. And then on top of that, you're not going to have to do it alone. You are going to be there alongside Glenn Beck, Bill O'Reilly, Stu Bergier, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and uh, David Barton. So these are the history buffs. These are the top history buffs you need alongside you when you go visit these places. Can you imagine all of the, just the, the wealth of knowledge that these guys have, they're going to be rattling off. And Stu will be there. And Stu will be there <laughs> when it's time to go to the bar. Yeah. He'll be there with you at the bar. Um, they've got a bunch of different packages. So bring your kids, bring your grandkids. It's going to be an amazing time. And maybe I'll eventually make it onto the ship. I think that we're, we're um, rallying to, for me to be the cruise director. I heard. <laughs> there was at least one person on Twitter who said, if I'm the cruise director, they'll go. All right? So I'm just putting that out there. There's the one. I can sell you one ticket. You can go to cruise through, or I'm sorry, comesailaway.com to learn more. Pick your package, see all your different options. That is comesailaway.com. Go book it right now. Uh, all right, Jason, you said uh, there's, some, there's some things going on with uh, the NRA. Yeah, I mean, think about the Second Amendment. Is there anything more that defines us as Americans more. I mean, it's everything. It's self-reliance. It's like, I'm not going to, you know, I am responsible for my own destiny, safety, my family, everything. I'm first. Of course, we have a lot of other resources like police and all that that are great, but it it starts with me. It starts with me. 
Um, I, I'm so passionate about the Second Amendment. Um, and I'm so worried about it right now. He talked about Swalwell. I mean, what we, they used to talk about, you know, for gun control, like the big ticket items were like, you know, more, you know, closing that loophole that doesn't exist. Um, or, uh, you know, more background checks as if we need any more. I mean, I mean, uh, stopping people from getting guns without background checks. Well, who's that? Everyone's right. already got it, unless they're breaking federal law. Right. Um, so, I mean, that used to be what they would talk about. And it was more, I thought of just kind of like, I don't know, they were trying to get public sentiment, you know, to, to rally behind their cause, but they never really went too too far with those. Um, now, watching those debates, we have people like Swalwell that wants a, wants a confiscation. He wants a buyback program. Biden actually agreed with him. Everybody else was kind of nodding their head. That's the consensus, is doing something like what they're doing in New Zealand right now. Well, it, and it only <laughs> takes one of them to say it, and then the rest of them feel like they have to follow yeah. uh, in yeah. line because they don't... mentality. Yes, and they and don't want to be the one to look too And it's a mandatory buyback program. Right. Mm -hmm. Remember, that's what Swaller's saying. If you don't participate in it, then you are criminalized and we come after you. But when you listen to now the the seems like the impending front runner, Kamala Harris, mm -hmm. who said that I will use executive order right to basically undermine the Second Amendment. So this is a thing that's part of our Bill of Rights. This is not something that government gives us and we can take away. This is one of our inalienable rights that we have. And if you don't have that Second Amendment, you don't have anything that's listed above it. And all you have to do is look at Venezuela, because one of the first things Hugo Chavez did was he banned private gun ownership under the excuse of curtailing gun violence. Exact same words we hear now. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, look, I, I just I, I I've always been against this talk. We get some of this on the right of where there's going to be a civil war and the country's going to break apart violently. And so, I've never believed that. I do believe eventually the country's going to break up just because that's the history of the world. Look at a map of the world a thousand years ago. Look at it now. The history is countries moving, breaking up. That's fine. I don't believe it to be it will be nonviolent if the left continues that. Mm. I believe that one day, it's not gonna be tomorrow, I don't believe it's gonna be next year, probably not gonna be a decade from now, the left is going to send people in law enforcement to knock on your door mm -hmm. and take your weapons, and that's when you're gonna start seeing ugly things, horrible things, things that nobody wants. Uh, I believe that that's when it can get really, really nasty. But you that's can't already that. happening with the red flag laws. Yeah. That's already happening. You look at these states where that is occurring, and as a matter of fact, you have had Americans that have been shot because people are banging on their front doors. They don't know who they are. They're law-abiding legal citizens. They go to the door with their weapon because they don't know it's the police. Mm -hmm. And then the police shoots them. So it's already happening. Mm -hmm. Well, through, for, from all that craziness going on or coming up in the next election, um, the one, you know, organization that is there to protect that is the NRA. And I am a lifelong member of the NRA, proud member of the NRA. They are vital, crucial, gotta have it. Um, but now there's a whole lot of stuff going on with the NRA. Uh, I just saw about a minute here. Just saw today that NRA TV uh, was shut down. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the NRA TV, um, and hopefully I don't get too much blowback on this, kind of got away from what the NRA um, was all about. It's not a partisan thing, so we shouldn't be talking partisan politics. Um, I love every single uh, person that talks on NRA TV. I love them, every single one of them. But the NRA should be bipartisan. We shouldn't be picking one side. We're kind of leaving out. There's a lot of people on the left that definitely agree with the Second Amendment. Um, but now there's a whole lot of things with Wayne LaPierre. Um, there was a thing with Oliver North. I think it's time pretty much just, um, Wayne LaPierre, in my opinion, should probably just go. 
We should need to rebuild this back up, start again, get back to the way that it used to be. Mm -hmm. I, I know the Colonel has a lot about this as well. And, and I do, <laughs> look at a smile, he's like, yes, I do. Uh, I, I want to get to that. Jesse, I want to get your input as well. I can tell there is a lot uh, to go over to be said here, and I want to make sure that we have enough time for it. Uh, so let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Doing good. <laughs> you made uh, an announcement last week. Yeah, last week, uh, Wednesday evening, uh, we did a, a video announcement on YouTube. You can still see it there. And also put out a statement that we would explore the opportunity to become the next chairman of the Republican Party of Texas. Awesome. Nice. Yes. How's the response been? It's been incredible. It's been That's very good. So tell us if you could just sum up really quickly what you would solve well, in the Republican Party of Texas. Well, I mean, the fact that the progressive socialist left believes that Texas is there for the taking. Yeah. And you look at our major uh, urban centers, all of the cities here, they're run by the left. Mm. And we've got to turn that around. Yeah, it was it was terrifying to me. I, I never thought that Robert Francis O'Rourke yeah, uh, was. Yeah, Bob Frank. Uh, I never thought that he would actually win. But it was frightening to see how close he got. So where can people find you? Westfortexas.com. Westfortexas.com. We've got a lot more to come. Uh, we still haven't even really gotten into the, the conversation about the NRA. Uh, I want to get everyone's take on the military parade. You know, it was it was like uh, Tiananmen Square over there. Uh, <laughs> overtime coming up next. BlazeTV.com. We'll see you there. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at BlazeTV.com. All right, uh, we're in the middle of a discussion about uh, all of the the inner conflict going on at the NRA. I know, Jason, you were curious if uh, the colonel here echoes your sentiments. <laughs> well, I've made a statement uh, after our uh, annual meeting in Indianapolis, and I'm, I'm a, on the board of directors. I'm going into my second three-year term, and I'm very concerned about what's happening at the NRA because I think the longer you're in a position the more you believe that the organization is about you mm. and it's not about what you're supposed to be standing up for. And so we do have some internal issues at the NRA, uh, that leadership, and I, I've said it, you know, Mr. LaPierre needs to resign and take some of the cronies that are there with him. And a 76 member board of directors, I mean. Huge. You, <laughs> no, it's beyond huge. I mean, ExxonMobil is only, I think, 13 to 15. Uh, and that's the wow. world's largest corporation. Uh, and so there has been a little cabal of cronyism that has developed. And uh, I hate to put it this way, but the NRA has probably become a self-licking ice cream cone. Mm. And we've got to get us back focused on exactly what you're talking about. Jason, I do. Um, I, I don't disagree with your point that, you know, the NRA should not be a partisan uh, organization just because the Second Amendment is for everything. But I will say, I feel like it's the left who has pushed them some, themselves out of Second Amendment talk, right? Like, I don't think, I mean, I guess it's what came first, the chicken or the egg, but I don't feel like the NRA pushed them out of the conversation. I do feel like the left kind of said, yeah, we don't really care about the Second Amendment anymore, so, you know, leave us out of this conversation. Yeah, what's crazy is, I, yeah, I, I wonder how big those sentiments are throughout the entire, you know, Democrat Party. 
I'd be very surprised if they're all, I mean, because there's always the fringes. There's always the Swalwells. There's always the politics of California. There's always the politics mm-hmm. of New York City. But, I mean, there's a lot of Democrats that are sane Democrats, you yeah. know, in middle America that I think support the Second Amendment. They do. Yeah, they, they do. And they, they'd be all about, I mean, and there's even. But I think that even, they would be fine with the NRA being critical of Democrat leaders. Right. Like, I mean, because they, they would recognize the dangers in, you know, infringing on our Second Amendment rights and they would understand why the NRA would come out against the people who are trying to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, there probably is a percentage uh, yeah. of that. But I just I just I just don't see the value in it. Like if, if you're if you're just going to cater to one political party when you're defending the Bill of Rights, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, you're, you're automatically alienating. But what a if large the other party just doesn't care about the Bill of Rights anymore? <laughs> it's getting that way scarily for sure. I mean, Jesse's <laughs> talking about what was that percentage of, of Democrats who 22 percent are, are really proud to be an American. Twenty two percent. Only 22 percent. It was, I believe, 76% on the Republican side. And to, to Sarah's point, look, we have major, Not we're not talking about some jerk water idiot on Twitter. We have major Democrat mm-hmm. candidates or people who are already in high office who have said the NRA is a terrorist organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're using rhetoric like that, you're moving yourself out. If mm-hmm. I think water is wet and you think water is dry and there's an organization out there dedicated to the fact that water is wet, then I'm sorry if you're not going to be included in the conversation anymore. And the problem is I agree with you that there are Democrats, All I guarantee you, all through the Rust Belt, especially because I grew up in the Rust Belt, Ohio, Pennsylvania, that are gun owners. Even if they're not gun enthusiasts, they have a shotgun, they go bird hunting, deer hunting, they, they, they do that, and they look at their leadership and think, you people are nuts. But they don't have a voice in the current Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. Not a single pro-gun message of any kind will be uttered in any of the Democrat debates. They've moved themselves out of that mainstream, sadly. And, and you even have an organization, a group called Black Guns Matter. Mm-hmm. So this is not, you know, an R&D thing. It is really a liberty and a freedom thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we celebrate a man by the name of Otis McDonald. Otis McDonald was the one that brought the case against the city of Chicago so that he could have a weapon to be able to defend himself. And that was an African-American man. So that does reach across all of these constructed Mm -hmm. boundaries and everything. Uh, And it's important that they stay focused on that issue. The NRA was established in 1871 to really improve rifle marksmanship coming out of the Civil War. But then also the NRA realized that the Second Amendment was supposed to be for those recently freed blacks that the Ku Klux Klan was running around trying to terrorize. And that's why I told them, this really is the nation's first civil rights organization. Mm -hmm. That's how they have to address themselves. Hmm. Uh, So this was just, you know, Fourth of July weekend, and the left was up in arms about uh, President Trump was going to use our military, military, they were going to use our taxpayer money to have this big production that he was just going to promote himself. And, you know, they made it sound as if there were going to be tanks rolling across the streets of D.C. And come to find out uh, if you actually watched it or even saw highlights, it wasn't that at all. It was there was one, you know, tank, I think, and I'm obviously not military like you gentlemen. So I'm sure you know the proper uh, name of, of what it was. But if sitting there, he stood in front of a podium. He gave a lovely speech uh, recognizing all the different branches of military. And they had flyovers. And I thought it was beautiful. And I mean, 
someone should be telling the military that we're proud of them and we support them every once in a while, shouldn't we? Look, President Trump is the most blessed president ever because of the enemies that he has in the media and what they've become. I mean, he can, I I just mentioned the water is wet thing. There's nothing President Trump can do or say that the media won't automatically feel obligated to oppose. This was the most benign thing in the world. A couple Bradley fighting vehicles and a flyover and and a pro-America rah-rah speech that wasn't political in any way. It was the red, white, and blue. America's great. It was the ultimate July 4th thing that everybody should have felt bad about. And all of a sudden there were accusations. I saw Lawrence Tribe said this is like Tiananmen Square. (laughs) I'm not even joking. This is ushering in fascism. So the things that President Trump gets people to oppose, it's absolutely wonderful. He really I hope, he, I hope he gets on his knees and counts his blessings every night for these idiots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, incredibly so. It was supposed to be American Independence Week, and the left came out and showed that they despise American mm-hmm. independence. Between mm-hmm. the Nike and the Colin Kaepernick thing, mm-hmm. going after the, uh, the 4th of July celebration up there, we have flyovers on opening day at baseball games. Right. Yeah. Okay, so this right. is not a big deal. Yeah. And two, like you say, Park Bradley's, that's just a static display. I mean, you can drive by any military base and you see a Park military vehicle. So it was just a much ado about nothing. And again, they exposed themselves. Jason, your thoughts? It's like, it's like, in my view, it's almost like Donald Trump is doing things almost with the intention of reaching across the aisle. Like, what are the things that could be, that yeah. unite us all? Right. That we could Why, all we say, look, guys, exactly. Yeah. Freaking 4th of July, right. Independence Day is like the ultimate. If you can't get behind that, you're exactly what Jesse said, that you are literally, thank your lucky stars that they are criticizing you for the 4th of July celebration. Absolutely insane. Uh, let's see. Speaking of July 4th, there was a Starbucks in, mm. what was it, Tempe, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona. Yes, that uh, a barista asked a group of police officers to leave the premises because a customer had complained that they felt unsafe with the police officers <laughs> there, which is kind of a disconnect. I don't understand how the men who protect and serve us make you feel unsafe, but okay. Uh, and so Starbucks, I will say, the corporation did apologize, uh, did apologize. Let me just read some of that apology. They said, on behalf of Starbucks, I want to sincerely apologize to you all for the experience that six of your officers had in our store on July, on July 4th. When those officers entered the store and a customer raised a concern over their presence, they should have been welcomed and treated with dignity and the utmost respect by our partners. And in parentheses, it says employees. Instead, they were made to feel unwelcome and disrespected, which is completely unacceptable. What occurred in our store on July 4th is never the experience your officers or any customer should have. And at Starbucks, we are already taking the necessary steps to ensure this doesn't happen again in the future. Um, So... Credit where credit is due. Can we give credit where credit is due? I'm glad that Starbucks, the corporation, came out and gave the apology. What I'm wondering, though, Colonel, uh, I'll I'll let you answer this first, is last time Starbucks was in the news, um, everyone had to undergo racial bias, racial sensitivity training. Uh, Are we going to do anything like this when it comes to police officers and respecting those in blue? You're done, okay? I came down, I flew, I made my little statement, and, and we're done with it. But again, this is the left exposing themselves and the reason why they're going to, I think, going to get bushwhacked next year in 2020. Uh, The Bladensburg Cross in Bladensburg, Maryland, Mm -hmm. a cross that was dedicated to the the deaths of 41 World War I veterans. Someone from the left says, I'm offended. And they were going to tear down a cross to Mm -hmm. 41 World War I Mm -hmm. veterans. I don't feel safe with police officers in a coffee shop 
Heck, I mean, what makes you feel safe? I want to abolish ICE. I don't like, you know, military flyovers or whatever. I, I, I think the Betsy Ross flag is racist. I mean, thing after thing after thing, every single week there's something else. And the American people are just going to say, I'm tired of you guys. Yeah. Jesse? Well, look, at least they did apologize. And no one has more of a reason to hate Starbucks than me. Look, my wife is a suburban white girl, so she goes to Starbucks and it costs <laughs> me a fortune. So I'd, love to I'd absolutely love to trash the place right now. <laughs> but at least he did come out and apologize. It's better than most of the corporate insanity we see right now. The colonel brought up Nike earlier mm -hmm. of bowing to the whims of Colin Kaepernick. I, I don't like this leftist push of corporate America, besides the education system, it's the most dangerous thing the left has ever taken over. Mm -hmm. Yesterday's commie college kid is today's CEO, and it's a dangerous turn for the country. It really is when you have banks like Chase cutting off the accounts of people who do things they disagree with, threatening to cut off gun manufacturing. I mean, it's, it can get scary when it comes to that. So at least, uh, far be it for me to defend Starbucks, at least he did apologize this time, which I was shocked about. Jason, what does it say about our culture that, you know, uh, the colonel mentioned Colin uh, Kaepernick and Nike? One person, I mean, this was one customer, just like it was just Colin. One person complains about something and we've got to just completely revamp it because we can't allow anyone to have hurt feelings. What does that say about our culture and where we're headed? I think that they're scared to death over this, you know, uh, that wherever we've gotten this this culture of identity politics where everyone is just constantly scared of, of being offended and not only being uh, getting someone offended, but then being publicly outed, mm -hmm. you know, to everybody via, you know, social media, mass media, whatever. Um, I want to say my biggest point on this is that Starbucks coffee sucks. It does. So you shouldn't be drinking it anyway. <laughs> they over they overcook their beans. Dunkin' Donuts burned. is by far superior. Yeah. Um, but as the cream is even better. Really? <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Oh, I've it never is. tried that. Oh yeah. It okay, is. I'll have to try it. Um, and I'm a conservative libertarian uh, at heart, and I say, hey, it's great that these uh, co companies like Nike and Starbucks are outing themselves as the activist organizations that they are. Please, by all means, continue to be stupid and to, and be insane. Go right at it. The market will fix this. Here's one thing I'm worried about though into what you just said and I'm very very worried about this you remember when Nike signed Kaepernick and there was all this outrage by all of us on the right myself included what idiots how could you sign that anti-american scumbag so on and so forth Nike's stock is up from that mm -hmm. in the end it went up from that and I heard several people say this thing about pulling the Betsy Ross American flag tattoos several people come out and said Nike's base their customer base will like this move. This will not hurt Nike wow. business-wise. That in and of itself is scarier than Nike shifting left and that this is a good business move. It shows you the anti-American sentiment we still have in this country that's bad and it's frightening. Who is their base? The Sandinistas? What the heck? <laughs> I, I, I think we all discount how much, I, Again and again, I, we, we could probably do another hour on this. Yeah. There's something weird happening in America. I can't qualify, you two can probably. It's not even, we like to make this commie argument, even the commies love their own country. Even the commies had a nationalist streak yeah. to them. <laughs> There's an anti-America streak in this country of people who hate it, who reside here, right. that is scary. Well, it's because we no longer have a system of education. It's a system of indoctrination. Mm -hmm. and it's starting now down in the middle school level. And so we have really got to, I, I think that is the most, I, I always tell people the most important elected position in the United States of America is school board. Yeah. I also think that there's something to be said for the fact that we, we're in a place now where we are so privileged 
that we don't even realize how far we've come. So, you know, they think that they're oppressed because we're not providing free tampons to trans men, however you do the mental gymnastics to come to that conclusion. You know, and so they complain about all these things and they find all of these reasons to have this deep-seated hatred for their own country because they're so privileged and they have no idea what actual oppression really everybody is. knows knew somebody like that in high school too the rich kid whose parents bought him everything they had 10 mansions his first car was a brand new bmw and he was always the miserable jerk who treated mm. everyone else like crap yeah. he was never the most generous kid yeah. or nicest kid it doesn't but we're suffering from wealth yeah we have too much of it there's no struggle anymore so you sit in starbucks with your airpods in over your macbook and tweet about how america sucks now That's mm-hmm. what you do. and and how capitalism is terrible oh, yeah, okay. on your on your iphone and the, the lack of education to go to the colonel's point too is just absolutely insane. You have someone like Colin Kaepernick that'll run around wearing a Chase shirt. What did mm-hmm. what did Chase think about black people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was incredibly racist. He's a murder sociopath. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's just minor details. Yeah, though. No, I'm that's sorry. Fine. <laughs> Uh, All right. Today's poll. Will Biden be able to withstand the attacks coming from the far left wing of his party? What do you think? No, he's done. Stick a really? fork in him. The, the, the left wants its identity politics. They're looking yeah. at who checks the most boxes to put on the stage against Donald Trump. Old white guy against old white guy. Who cares? Yeah. They, they want Kamala Harris, which is why California moved their primary date into March on Super Tuesday. Oh, what do you think, Jesse? You agree? Biden was done the second he jumped in. As soon as he was that far ahead, he's too old, he's too tired. Kamala Harris is 20 years his junior. Elizabeth Warren looks 20 years his junior, even though she's not. It'll definitely be one of those two. As soon as he jumped in that far ahead, it was now 19 candidates who were going to go after him and bite at him the whole way. And he doesn't, he clearly doesn't want to do this. Somebody told him he was going to walk to the nomination. He's now finding out he's not. He'll be a happy man the night he gets bounced from the race. Jason? I'll be the lone dissenter. I think it's Biden's to lose. I, I think that still? Uh, I still think it. I, I still have faith that the majority of this country is not crazy leftist Marxist. And I think that the people, the votes that are going to turn this are going to be the ones in middle America. They're going to be the ones that flip to Donald Trump that are considering flipping back over. They're not going to flip from Donald Trump to go to Kamala Harris or but to not Bernie in their Sanders. primary. Right. Not in their primary. In primary. In their primary, they want a far left person. And right. Joe you, Biden ain't that person. You think so because they're going to want to put someone that can beat Donald Trump. They think, mm-hmm. I mean, their news media is telling them yes. that that is the typecast that can beat Donald Trump. We made that same mistake, I'll tell you that much. And I made it too. We hated Obama so much on the right, and I was just as guilty of this that I thought to myself, let's nominate somebody far right because anybody can beat that loser Obama. He's so unpopular, he's going to get crushed. It's hard to beat a sitting president. It's impossible to beat one with a good economy. Mm-hmm. Trump's going to walk to re-election, but the left hates him so much, mm-hmm. they think anybody can beat the guy. I, I hope you guys are right, because if, if I think Biden's the only serious contender because of those votes that he can get. That I agree fly. he's the most serious but, contender in the general. I just right. don't think any but, chance he gets out. But, but if someone like Kamala or someone like Bernie got it or something like that, oh, we destroy, the Democrats get trounced. But they don't see it that way because they talk in an echo chamber. Yeah. They're not watching this show. Trump's a dummy. He's a fascist. He's going to lose. He's a racist. He's a homophobe, Islamophobe, you know, everything. I I mean, I will say uh, Kamala worries me only because now I I obviously she's kind of hot. No, I don't get it. I don't think she's kind of hot. You're crazy. Really? Absolutely. Is she kind of hot, Jason? Uh, no. Is she kind of hot? Not for me, man. Okay. So look who the crazy one is now. Um, But I just, I hear, I I guess because I'm not a Democrat, so I'm actually listening to the words that are coming out of her mouth and not just her passion that she displays for people. 
And I just can't take her seriously because, I mean, take the last debate and she was standing up there and she looked very passionate, but she was talking about how this economy is not working for people. And I'm like, is anyone actually listening to her? Does anyone actually take this seriously? But who Everybody... was she talking to? Who Remember, yeah. this was an MSNBC debate. Yeah. She was not talking to the people here at this table. Right. She was talking to their activists. She was talking mm -hmm. to their base. You know, they have got to win the black vote. Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton did not win the black vote. That hurt them. And, and Donald Trump is doing very well in the minority communities. They have got to get back to identity politics. They got to have Oprah Winfrey out there knocking doors like she did for uh, Abrams yeah. down in Georgia. That is what they're looking at. They can't just have a generic. Elizabeth Warren is not the one for them. They've got to have someone that checks those boxes. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think uh, and answer the poll question on The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. I'm happy to finally have you. Will you come back soon? I will come back. But everyone, I just want you to pay attention. The only person here that's clean-shaven is the soldier. <laughs> just going to drop that little tidbit of information there for you. We just got out of the field, Colonel. We just got out of the field. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> you can tell I've used that excuse a couple of times. <laughs> Good one. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.